no, no, now I have a nice uh, pink drink today. So a nice pink drink. So what did you pour there, Aaron? That's... So I poured a tropical fruit drink from our good old sponsors of uh, Spirit Leaf Waterdown. So oh, oh, you did located at Aaron, sixty four Hamilton Street North in Waterdown, Ontario. Yeah. Alex and his crew got all the CBD and THC that you that you can uh, sorely need there. Hey, hey, Jer, have you have you ever been out in that area? No, I have. Well. Okay, I, I'll say no based on my memory, but there have been some spots in the 90s that kind of got blacked out. <laughs> in the water down area? I could have probably gone through there. <laughs> you probably could have. You're going, toward, you're going towards Hamilton. You, you consume some alcoholic beverages, we'll say. Oh, more than likely. Like I said, the, the 90s was, uh, was fun. It was fun. Well, I will say... But in support of the Choking Hazard podcast, it is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers the precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped has launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, and the Weed Whacker. Join 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With this exclusive offer for you, we got 20% off with free worldwide shipping with the code CHPODCAST at manscaped.com. Now, let me tell you one thing. If you want to be as smooth as a dolphin, you're going to want to use this product. I definitely recommend it because you're going to be, just imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed, optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your most favorite time in the bathroom. This thing's got an LED light. Like I said, if you could do this in the dark and you can make sure that you get it all shaved up, and you don't even have to worry about chopping off your nuts. It's going to be great. So, remember, your balls will thank you. All right? So, 20% off with free shipping with the code CHPODCAST at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use that code. Unlock your confidence. Use it with the right tools to get the job done with Manscaped. Your boys will thank you. Not to, we're not talking about our children either. <laughs> your balls your balls are gonna thank you we're talking we're talking about we're talking about your testicles jeremy your testicles oh. will thank you uh, i was kind of worried there for a second <laughs> so jeremy how have you been my friend how are things going oh do you know what now that we're able to train legally awesome legally <laughs> we like to like to underscore legally it was some that was some of my material for a while for a while mike how is you know spirit leaf you know able to offer a curbside pickup it's like i've never thought i'd see the day where you know jiu-jitsu would go underground and there'd be like this prohibition and you know marijuana is now legal yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well i was still like i had my kids like my oldest he's six two now so i was able to beat him up for a bit so that was fun you got you got all you, you have a body you have a, you have a like a like a child who's a man like he's just got a full-size grown individual like mike and i are trying to roll with like these little little people that don't want to do nothing <laughs> well and, and of course he's my kid so he likes the goon he wants to pressure pass so always fun excellent so jeremy so what else has been going on since now you've been finally been able to train you kind of started your own consulting business. You've been kind of running around. So kind of like tell us what the story, how things been going throughout the, obviously the like the top of the pandemic, but here we are. Yeah. So first off, starting a business just a couple months before a pandemic, 
bad timing. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> Especially a business where you need to be like face to face with people most of the time. Yeah, it, uh, it was it was interesting. I think when I started it off, um, like it was like yeah, just after Worlds uh, things happened. Uh, I thought, okay, I'll go to my own now. This is cool. Let's start my own business. And yeah, got everything all set up. Uh, good thing I was still able to train, got rid of some stress. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's hit the ground running. 2020, here we go. And then 2020 decided to kick me in the nuts. And uh, yeah, it was, it was interesting. I think for me, especially the stuff that I do, it was, it was actually good because I was able to change right adapt um like if you you see like I'm, i talk i put stuff on facebook about agile and stuff like that um and that sort of adaption i think jujitsu helped out with that as well like i want martial arts for i'm not going to say how many decades but we'll just put the s at the end of the decades um and like you're you always have to adapt to what's going on around you so i was able to take my business model and changed it uh, it was struggled, but it's starting to things have even though things have started to open up, things have also started to pick up too, which is great. Mm-hmm. So especially kind of like cool. the the business that you started, what was it? Is it more like consulting or like? Yeah, so agile consulting, right? So okay. I can uh, what I've been able to do and the way I work on it is when everyone anyone talks about agile or agile development, agile delivery, Scrum, they all think okay, someone building software. What I do is I go, I can adapt any business model and make them agile. Okay. So I was able to focus. So I focus more on the behaviors in the background and not just like, oh, you're running Scrum, which is a framework, right? And that's great. You're running a framework. Good job. But it's not, um, if you don't have the behaviors in the background, it uh, like that framework is just garbage. It's not gonna help you anywhere. So I just sit there and yeah, I, I go to organizations and I sit there and say, okay, you guys are doing this suggestion. You should look at doing this, 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 and this. This is what's gonna help you. Um, I've already talked to a few CEO, CTOs over the past couple of years and just giving them those little hints and they're already coming back saying, yeah, we're, we're getting shit done now, which is great. Um, I've talked to a marketing uh, department a little while ago. They, they wanted to change. So I helped them get things all set up. So it's good. And now that I'm getting this kind of movement around, I'm actually starting to see, I'm seeing consistent work or sort of consistent work coming in yet. Nothing consistent to the point but now i think things are going to flow we're a lot better in the next probably few months things will be a lot better for everyone yeah so obviously when you look at like the ideas of obviously like jujitsu martial arts the fitness industry it's a very service-based model right so if you're kind of looking at like the industry as a whole like what do you think is like if you're kind of like to make businesses better, whether you're and obviously every business is its own in, individual thing, but what's kind of like the main kind of thing that you see outside looking in and like how businesses have to adapt moving forward, especially like a martial arts school or a BJJ yeah. school. 
and I, well, we saw most of it happen over the past couple, like over the past year and a half, like from an adaptation point of view, like we did, like people were doing Zoom classes. Uh, like Mike Nair School was doing Zoom classes. I don't, I think you were doing Zoom classes or you, you were putting out videos. And that, I think one of the main thing, like from the fitness industry and everyone else needs to understand is like, first, don't bitch. Like, there's no point in pissing and moaning about something that goes on that's completely out of your control. What? What uh, do you mean? What do you mean online? Like the last year and a half, have you been on? Have you been on social media? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Um, I try to ignore some of that noise now. Um, I, uh, I oh used don't to oh don't bitch and complain on so. I I thought you said do. Okay, sorry. No, <laughs> I think overall, right? Like, uh, I, I've seen. I've seen too many companies, too many owners and executives, like just complain. Like, and I understand, like, I get it. Like we all get it. Like, Hey, the government came out and said, everyone shut down. Well, yeah, you can complain to it for a bit, but if you don't look at how you can adapt, then you're, you're, you're going to struggle for a long time to get through with it. Um, uh, like Jocko's podcast, I listened to that and uh, I figured what number it was. But it was at the tail end, he does a little speech there and he talks about, he says, when someone says something bad to him, he says to him, good, right? And they never understood why he always said good. And it's like, well, good, okay, you didn't get that job, good. Now you can work at getting something better and like stuff like this. So to me, like more, the businesses that succeeded over the past 18 months are the ones that had sort of had that mentality. He's like, okay, good, this happened. How can I change? So. I can get money to come in. How can I get a cash flow to keep my employees, to have my family survive, like to keep my my store, my business, whatever going on? And when you saw those cut businesses, and like you saw that probably, I think everything shut down what just before March break in 2020, right? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, March 16th. Yeah, and you saw some businesses right away going out curbside, right? still like okay cool they can go inside they do the stuff you order your stuff here you go like they were doing that um i just read an article about a pizza a deep dish pizza place down in toronto that closed and they're blaming they're blaming the government they're blaming like everyone under the sun but i took a look at their website and i took a look at how much their pizzas cost it's like well dude your prices are huge especially in a market when i can go to two for one pizza and get a like get a get a get a pie for like half the price yeah right like it's great that your pizzas are good but you got to be able to adapt to the market and that's what i think really would will get that success going like for you guys as personal trainers like you guys don't when you train someone you don't give them like the exact same you wouldn't give an 80 year old lady the same program you would give me Right? You don't have those type of cookie cutters. What do you mean? I wouldn't? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe you train like an 80-year-old woman. I don't know. I've never trained with you, Jeremy. So I've, tra- I've, trained, I've trained like an 80-year-old woman myself. Like, it's nothing to be ashamed of at times. So, you know, sometimes I'm banged up. I'm not feeling great. Maybe I, I do the 80-year-old woman program. Why? Why? Well, why, but, yeah, but you're, you're adapting to, like, in that case, and you're adapting. I'm adapting. Like, I, I tore my shoulder. Um or did something to my shoulder uh, before the, the third lockdown, before the last lockdown happened. And 
yeah, like I was doing calisthenics, bodyweight exercises. I had like my kettlebell. I had a whole bunch of stuff and I was all good to go. But when I tore my shoulder, it's like, shit, okay, I can't lift this 50 pound kettlebell. I can't do push-ups without screaming in pain. So I just started focusing on, okay, do I want to start doing yoga? I'm start going to do like light stretching and get myself up to, up to snuff. So I'm able to adapt and everyone, everyone's been able to, everyone adapts. And when they see it that fashion, they don't look at it as they're being like, they're, ha they're having that agile behavior. Those agile mindsets. They just think, Oh, I'm just adapting. Everyone's agile. It's just a matter of how you recognize it. I think the one thing you're focused, I think the one thing a lot of people focus on right now, especially the last year and a half is you'll see a lot of posts on social media or what people are focusing on what they can't do. Yeah. And I think they should focus on a lot more on what they can do. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Okay. It, it sucks. Like I, like I'm in my basement home office. Like actually I have an office now I was able to make it over the past couple of months, but before Literally, my office was the corner of our dining room table. And that was that, like, I sat there every day for a year and uh, let's say four months. I think this is when I finally made my office here. But it, like, I didn't have an office to go to. I didn't have customers to talk to. So it's like, okay, what, what do I need to do? It's like, get Zoom. Everyone else got Zoom. Um, uh, what do I need to do? Okay, I need to start connecting with people. Like right now, I don't connect through, I connect through a lot of other companies and businesses and uh, executives through LinkedIn. Like I just do, a, I just do a quick search. I find like kind of second and then I'll just connect with them and say, Hey, I'd like to connect with you. Like there's no, and I come out and I right off the bat, I say, there's no social events. There's no networking events and online network events suck. So I want to connect with you. I want to talk with you and I'm getting like two phone calls a week every once in a while talking to people just because I come out like straightforward and I like even when I go in the conversation like oh what's your agenda because they, they see my business they see my business site and they they think oh this is a sales call and I just come out right I was like nope this is just you and I talking I build the relationship afterwards they can see what I post and then they come out I was like you know what I am having a problem Jeremy seems to know his stuff let me go talk to him so that's how I've adapted over the past year and a bit. And um, it, it's working. Like it's, you, you don't know if you don't try, right? Yeah. Like when I first, when I, when I became a brown belt, unfortunately I didn't work on leg locks until I was a brown belt and it showed, right? <laughs> There's a certain somebody on this podcast who knew yeah. very well known for spazzing toeholds. The BJJ Fanatics DVD is coming soon. Yeah. Spazzing toeholds from all position. I think I think it was a race to see who can get a toehold in the Nogi tournament. And uh, yeah, I didn't win. If you were if, if it was two horses running, you would be in the glue factory right now. I'd be well, it was funny about that part was. When that, at that tournament was, I was refing that day too. And it And I'm sitting, I'm sitting at the med station and they're putting ice on my foot. And and Tony, the head ref, comes by and he looks at me. He's like, You're refing in 10 minutes. Go get changed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that Tony, he's just he's he's making you work all the time. Yeah. 
What are but, you doing? Get off your ass. Yeah. <laughs> We're on like, the OJA's uh, yeah. dime right now. I mean my dime. I mean the OJA's dime. Let's go. <laughs> uh, OJ, the OJA has no no room for slackers, man. No, they no, run, no. They want to run the show. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, I'm not like, oh, I got up by ref. It was fun. I limped around. I think everyone got a good laugh of me trying to figure out how to ref while I was going, well, my foot was throbbing and things popped in my foot, probably broken. Not saying who could have done it. Not going to mention any names, but if you go to Spirit Leaf Waterdown and you can get some medicinal, uh, medicinal <laughs> pain medication, yeah, get, so. get some CBD and I'll be yeah, awesome. My- your friend Mary Jane will help you out. They're located at 64 Hamilton Street North. You can use CH Podcast 10 at checkout. You can get yourself 10% off. Do they, do um, they deliver to Brampton? No. You can't go pick them. <laughs> <laughs> they are right available now. still for curbside pickup, but you can make some in-store purchases now. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. I think like you were saying, especially when we looked at like businesses learning how to adapt and build from especially like a thing like COVID, um, and then obviously like a lockdown that lent, lasted about close to like 18 months. I think it really came down to like, okay, who was able to figure out how to really adapt and keep their businesses afloat? Unfortunately, some of them were not able to do that. And they, maybe they even tried because they're like looking at the balance sheet and it really became like a numbers game. And it's like, no, this isn't going to work right now. And whether it's closing their doors and restarting eventually down the road. But I think yeah. that the key thing is going to be, especially like, as we kind of grow, who is smart enough to like, did they just make it through or are they going to be able to sustain through and be able to adapt in case there's something else that happens down the road? Yeah. Like the, there were a lot of variables that like for a lot of, a lot lot of the businesses that kind of shuttered their doors, like probably like a high percentage was like stuff that was just not in their control. Right, uh, like I've heard landlords not uh, taking the the seventy of whatever the percentage was, yeah. government for the rent and just issues and like some land, like some people are saying like, nope, we just can't. They were just doing the, the wrong business sense. They just by the time they figured out what they needed to do, they were so far in a hole. They're like, okay, we can't we can't dig ourselves out. Let's either shut down and then we'll start up again when things get better. Um, uh, like jujitsu gyms, martial arts gyms, like all over. Like I know in Brampton, there was a few that completely shut her down. Um, there was a, I know there was a Taekwondo place uh, by this one pizza place my kids like. And I went to get pizza one day and I was like, I just went there and I was looking around and I didn't see like their big red sign. I didn't see their pictures of the kids in their geese. So part of it is that probably it's just other part is just bad business sense too. Like they just, they don't know. And then the others are, they tried and it just, you know what? It just, the stars weren't aligned. Like maybe people just didn't want to buy to get stuff from them. Um, like the, for you guys as personal trainers, I know that, and I, you want, I watched enough breakfast television over the past couple of years like you see personal trainers, they do like their little thing on the, to, to advertise themselves. And I'm sure you guys have worked with your clients online and it's, you, you've adapted, right? You guys, everyone's gotten by with what they needed to get done. I think what will happen is as we move forward into past this next phase, like once, once 
COVID is in the rearview mirror. Um, again, we're all like, we're all kind of happy, happy, joy, joy. We're all getting together. We're giving each other hugs and cool. I think everything that we've done up to this point, we're not going to go completely back to the way it was before. I think it's going to be a full on mix of what is happening. Yeah, sure. Everything could be safe. But if I can talk, if I could talk to one of you guys and help me train over Zoom and I don't have to drive to the gym and I can use everything I got here at the house, why would I want to, why would I want to do that? Right. Yeah. If, um, like for my business, my stuff, initially I was looking for clients in Toronto in the GTA, right? Someplace where I can drive, no problem. Yeah. There was the odd time I can probably get a, a sales call for a guy in Quebec or in BC or even somewhere down in the States awesome but i would have to fly out i'd have to do deal with all that stuff now i can do everything through zoom i can do everything in my chair where i'm sitting right now and every single thing i can do i can do it from here eventually yeah i'm going to want to go out to customer sites and they're probably going to want me to come out to their sites but no one has any interest yet so i don't have to change all that much and then once things come out and i start teaching my courses like in a classroom great. I can do that. I got everything all set up. Are, are these like, are these some trends that you're going to see like in the future as well? Like I, you're talking about even like in your field, like a large majority of your work, you can probably do at home right now. And you're starting to see that in like, even in like the fitness industry, like I can, you know, I can call somebody on zoom or I can call somebody on FaceTime. When we go through a workout kind of like what you mentioned. Is that kind of like the future of, you know, the martial arts industry, the fitness industry, your industry like is there going to be a lot more gearing towards like online content or do you see it still kind of being like a mix of both are you people at the end of the day i think you know when it comes to jiu-jitsu like myself personally i like you know going to a gym and training with other people and having a social interaction which i think you know a lot of people have missed and you can't get that hanging out in your basement like we've all been doing the last like year and a half (laughs) some more some more than others i got my mats here man i'm good no i I, okay, if we look at jujitsu first, right? Like, I do I see like a mix of Zoom, like online call, like online stuff and in classes. No, I think like you said, like people would rather go in and do stuff, right? Like that's like the camaraderie, the the relieving of stress. Like when we open back up, like I was I was a stress ball for a little bit. Like that first class, now mind you, as a 47-year-old guy, I shouldn't have done what I did in that first class because I behaved like I, I was at in 2019, not in the COVID weight gain, not doing a whole heck of a lot because I burned out my shoulder. <laughs> so the next day I was feeling yeah, like I got to gotta be careful. You got to be careful with that. Plus, like, you don't want to go to ultra heavy weight like Aaron has. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love it. Aaron, Aaron's thick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I think for jujitsu, I think everything, I think that will probably go back. That, that sh- will go back to normal. I don't think, I don't think we will go back to zoom classes. Uh, um, I think that will change. If you look at other martial arts, like karate and Taekwondo, where most of the stuff is like, is probably patterns that I can see probably a mix of both. Oh, right. some, some karate schools listening to you right now and just punching their screen. Did he, did he, did he just, just, they're just doing patterns that? into the did screen. He just right say now. That? 
Okay. Before everyone is guy, Jeremy. Jerry is a, a Taekwondo black belt. For I am a third. I'm a third den Taekwondo yes. black belt. And I'm just, and that's what I'm saying. It's going to be a mix. Like there is still going to be points where you want to come in and, and punch someone in the face, like, or kick someone in the face. You're still going to need that interaction. Like jujitsu is a little bit different. It's like our stuff, all our stuff, we need a partner. We need someone to do something too, right? We need to attempt to do stuff. And it's, um, and if we think about it, if like, again, like if we go back to like with the stuff I do for agile, like it's really great kind of mindset is when you go to a tournament, yeah, we all have to have our game plan. We all have our parameters, our kind of, our, our guidelines is where we want to go. Do they fall? Do they go according to plan each and every match? Nope. Do you have to, do you change up after a match? Yep. That's no different than say someone in a scrum team, they do a sprint or they do one iteration they figured something out. They got to do some changes when they do the next one. So if I even like Taekwondo for sparring, right? Everything, anything where there's any sort of combat, you're going to have to adapt each and every fight and how you go. You're never going to do the same thing twice. If you do, then whoever's in your bracket, they're all falling asleep because they're not catching what's going on. It's, you got that. You got that, Aaron. You can't spazzing toehold everybody. Yeah, I know. BJJ fanatics coming soon. We're we're shooting a DVD right now. We're gonna spend it all different angles. Toeholds from everywhere. Everything. Toeholds from mount. Toeholds from close guard. Everything. Toeholds. Toeholds from the bottom of north or south. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna spin into it. Just every uh, position. Hey, I've seen. I've gotten caught with a toehold when I had someone when I had Lonnie's back. Told exactly. from the back. Yeah. Exactly. He, yeah, it's Lonnie Jiu-Jitsu. That's a whole other issue right there. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think everything will change. I don't think we'll be back to the way it was in 2019. It, it won't be full on like that. I think probably if we think about it from a percentage perspective, like 80-20. I think 20%, yeah. there'll still be stuff online, right? 80% is you're going in. Um, like, it's great that like I have my fitness equipment here. I have a tractor tire in the back. I have my sledgehammer. I have all that fun stuff. I have my uh, 90 pound American bulldog who I practice my um, guard retention with as he tries to chew my face off. Um, that's good. It helped me out a bit, but it doesn't, it can't, like doesn't help. It's not, it's a lot different when I'm rolling with Mike. Mike's not trying to chew my face off, but he is trying to rip my arm. Sometimes off. I am. Well, it's, you do whisper sweet nothings in my ear every once in a while, but that's, that's a whole other that's a whole other story. And you can whisper sweet nothings to your significant other's ear with Manscaped after you're all done and you're dolphin smooth, right, Aaron? Yes. We don't have to put those Andrews in. We're fine. We're putting. We're putting we, got those it, in. we got it done. We got it done. We got it done. Hashtag dolphin smooth Manscaped. But. And then, but when the gyms opened up and I started training again, I, like, I actually went to, I went to Good Life. I went to my gym, like first time in 18 months. And it just, it was a good feeling to walk in. One, to see all the weights. Like now, if I want to deadlift 300 pounds, I can go deadlift 300 pounds. I don't have 300 pounds in my house. Um, if I want to do like a good set of bench press with a heavy weight, I can. Um, I'm probably not going to do that anytime soon. I'm going to work my way back up again, age and bones and creaking, but it was a good feeling to see that happen. Um, 
it's a good feeling to walk around the mall and see people walking around the mall again. It's, uh, and some people are not wearing their mask properly and fun stuff like that, but Hey, that's, that's their problem. As long as I'm wearing my mask, I'm, and I feel safe. I feel safe. And I think that's where we're just going to go. I think it's just going to be, yeah. I don't think we're going to be full on like what it was in 2019. No, I don't think so either. Christmas, Christmas this year, like, do I see the malls and stores going a little crazy? Um, Probably no. crazy, crazier than like they've been like recently, but like well, maybe not like full out 2019 Christmas. No, maybe not at that level. Well, mm. even then, I think like here in Brampton, the mall didn't seem that busy. Mind you, I got most of my stuff done beforehand. Um, but yeah, you're not going to see full parking lots. You're not going to see. You're not going to see Pohada at Bramley City Center. You're not going <laughs> to see Pohada in Bramley City Center. You're not. I don't think. I don't think you're going to see Pohada in most malls. Now, mind you, um, I drove by Yorkdale when they started opening things up, and that just got a little. That parking lot just looks scary because I, I don't know how they're tracking people in that place. But it's like well. A place like that's always rammed, but it's also it's like a, it's a major commuter spot because of like the subways there. Yeah, you know, like subway there going in there. But, so yeah. a lot of people would park there for the day and then they're taking the subway down yeah, to you know, town or whatever. So, but it's just it, it's it's still it's to me it's a little unnerving, right? Like I just like get my head a shake. It's like nope, I'm definitely well. I never liked going to New Yorkdale to begin with, but seeing that now is like nope, not going in. What, I want to touch base with you on uh, one one thing. We're talking about a lot of like online content um, yep. since, you know, this is a jujitsu podcast, kind of like a fitness podcast. You know, you do a lot of business consulting. Yep. Like how would you, what would you suggest to people that are listening to this or even for like, you know, me and Aaron, you know, for when it comes to like content, creating an online presence, um, getting more, you know, more businesses to pay attention to you. Like, what are some kind of points from your perspective that you would suggest to people that are listening to this? Have me on more often. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, besides that, like, I, I don't think we have the money to pay your consulting fees right now. <laughs> so yeah, Exactly. We're, we're still working on sponsorship, buddy. We're not there yet. We're t- like I said at the beginning, we're not making YouTube money. We're not making oh, YouTube no. yet, yeah. But the goal is to, is to make the YouTube money, so that way we can pay and then get a box and then get a boxing fight for a few million dollars. Oh, if maybe. I get, oh, if I get, maybe. maybe? I'll, I'll fucking jump in the ring and fucking get my shit kicked for fucking sixty million. No problem. <laughs> I'll box Floyd Mayweather for twenty million. Yeah. Well, I think for getting the con, like it's the important thing out of like for any business is understanding who your audience is, right? Like for, for podcast, like you go to any sort of marketing guru type class or take a whole, like you read a book, they'll say things like avatar, right? Like who's your avatar? Like, um, and there was one, uh, uh, book and course I took back last year. And he's saying that most organizations, they focus on one type of avatar. So, like you guys are like for the like, choking hazard podcast, like you choking hazard, you put jujitsu, we're all jujitsu guys. And that's great. And your audience, you already know it's a broad audience because there's a lot of people that do jujitsu. There's a lot of people that are into fitness. 
Now, if you're to do a podcast or content for underwater basket weaving, then you really have to find out what type of people would want to listen to your podcast and want to see your content. And that's like, like I have, I have nine avatars for my business. Um, some people say, oh, you just need one. It's like, no, I have nine because that was just based on that course. And it's all different people, but they all lead into the same thing. So like I have uh, one avatar, I have John, who's a CTO, who's pissed off because his software delivery is running into problems. There's always issues on the back end. There's customers complaining. There's, he's getting pressure from all sides to make things better. And uh, I have, I forget the per, I forget the name of the avatar I gave, but I have a marketing executive that wants to streamline their processes and streamline their work so that they're getting ahead of the game and not kind of following the pack, right? They want to they want to jump ahead of the pack on any sort of marketing coming in so that they can get the better clients. It's understanding those avatars. That's what's really going to help drive out your content. And for me, when I did that. Um, uh, I don't, you guys aren't on my LinkedIn, but if you, if you look on my LinkedIn page, like not going to lie, Jer, I'm on LinkedIn, like once a year, yeah. I should probably be on there a little bit more, but, but, but for, but is that, but LinkedIn is not a place for you to get your clients, right? Not necessarily. No, yeah. I, I see what you mean for you. Like, on the other hand, yeah, yeah. you're going to be using LinkedIn a lot more to connect with, you know, the yeah. higher up corporate people versus me and Aaron, who the hell are we connecting with? Oh, well, we're, 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 we're doing a lot of our business based on like whether it's being social media, YouTube, yeah. um, different like we're different using other social media means, not not yeah, LinkedIn. exactly, not LinkedIn, right? Yeah, and that's and you got to find and one of the clients I've worked with, like they like they would sit there as like, oh, we're we're using Scrum, like this is all we're doing, we're good, and my question always back because he was always always complaining it's like hey this isn't working this is where it's like well are you sure scrum is the only thing you should use and it, it like after the wires kind of crossed and touched and he the smoke came out of the ears trying to figure out what i meant was the frameworks are our tools that's all they are they are just tools and if you don't have the right tools in your toolbox for your team for different teams then it's you're almost like you're trying to hammer in a screw not going to work for you guys from a social media perspective like you got youtube facebook and instagram i would imagine i, mean, I don't know if you have a twitter account also but even oh, we do oh we do Aaron. Oh, yeah. yeah. okay all right but you got to do my controversial work <laughs> you got those four <laughs> things that's that's how you're going to reach the audience that you guys want to reach for me like i have my business page on LinkedIn and I do work on, I do stuff on LinkedIn. You guys have seen some of my posts on Facebook that I send out to the public. And then you see my, my, just my friends post as well, but I'm using my, my business on Facebook and I have a Twitter account, which is linked up to my LinkedIn. So anytime, anything I do on LinkedIn, it goes out to my Twitter account. I focus more on LinkedIn and Twitter than I do on Facebook. And usually what I do on Facebook, really in all honesty, is I will sit there, I'll just take, I'll just copy whatever I do on LinkedIn and paste it in Facebook 
under my business or under my own. And then if it's under my business, then I share it with a bunch of other groups. But I focus more on LinkedIn. If you guys focus on your right areas, that's the right thing. You're using the right tools for what you need to get business done. And I think that's where a lot of businesses, they will, that's where they probably have struggled over the past little while is like, and I've seen it. And most of the time I was interested, okay, let me, let me take a look into this. Let me see like, yeah, I'm sort of struggling right now. And you get this ad on Facebook because Google and Facebook are listening to me on my phone and uh, they say, Hey, we're going to put these ads on. And I would see these ads. I go to all these webinars, like, this is great. And I would start trying stuff and it just went away. It didn't mesh with how I speak as a person or how I behave or how I act. It didn't fit with my business model. It seemed like you could tell it was almost robotic on some of the stuff and it just didn't work. And then uh, I went back to some of my marketing books when I did my MBA and it was, it was right there in the book. It's like, you do what you need to do that is based on your values and based on your company, not what anyone else is telling you. Like they may tell you some good stuff, take bits and pieces, but don't take it all. Take what works for you. Is that kind of like your jujitsu philosophy? You take, take what works for you. Don't. Well, you don't just yeah. Pick, like, uh, are you going to see me Barambolo? Uh, like that's going to be a complete and utter freak accident if that ever happens. Um, but yeah, like I would, I, I would probably run and go get like the paddles to <laughs> I'd be like, something's wrong with him. Something's going hey, on. Get Officer. the AED out and give him a shock. Get the defib. Yeah. But, he probably broke his neck halfway through. <laughs> well, and, and that's exactly, if you go like when I went to world masters back, uh, I think it was five years ago, four years ago when I, I, I went, I dropped down to 168 pounds. I had, I, I, I was so focused on dropping my weight. I got a trainer. I got a nutritionist. Uh, obviously, I think I got the wrong trainer nutritionist. Because uh, when I went to him, I told him my goal was I wanted to be a solid 190. Should have cool. Should have got. You should have hired this guy named uh, Aaron Gall here. Yeah, I should have. Uh, I should have looked more into some other breaking, people. Breaking and, necks and cashing checks. <laughs> yeah. But what happened was I they got me so excited about dropping the weight. I dropped so much weight. I, I, I went down two divisions. And when I went into fight one, Mike, if you remember, I looked like Skeletor, as some people have said, like I was dirt thin. I wanted and to give you money to sponsor you as a child. <laughs> for just one for just one dollar a day you can feed a starving jerry <laughs> for, the, for the price of coffee you can make jeremy eat something um eat something. yeah and when i went in to fight my head was all the way through it's like hey i can fight like a light guy now i can do all this stuff i went in and it just it went south real bad. Like I, um, I think I got collar dragged and my head bounced off the mat. Uh, Danny thought I was knocked out because I hit so hard. Um, uh, I can see Aaron, that. Shut up! It's not funny. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> Such a dick, Aaron. And you, see what I, you see what I have to work with? Yeah, I, I have compassion. It happens. Well, We've all had our days. <laughs> yeah, and I went. I, I finished off the fight. I, I, I was not knocked out. Luckily, everything was fine. 
uh, I went into my favorite spot, half guard, and then, uh, yeah, the guy came in, he passed it, and Ezekiel me, and that was that. But it was, it, like, that. I should have realized, like, hey, I, I can't fight like a light guy. Like, I'm not, I think up until that point, I've been training for, for probably eight years, six, like, seven years or so. And for those seven years, I was fighting, like, a heavyweight, medium heavy, sometimes ultra heavy, just because... I needed, I want, um, you would have like VJ, God rest his soul, texting me two days before a tournament, three days before a tournament, say, hey, you're not signed up. You want to fight? <laughs> and, and we uh, we fought five times in that one tournament. I think, Mike, you thought one of us was going to die. Um, <laughs> that was, uh, I think, uh, I think it was a GTA Classic one it year. Was a, it was um, a GTA Classic, yes. I think I, I think I have a story with this. So I think it was like a best of seven with like you and VJ. <laughs> And uh, I think best I was seven? Oh my God. the best of seven. So the way it would work is uh, I think VJ, you know, you know, rest in peace, went up to uh, one of the organizers with Jeremy is like, Hey, why don't we make like each, cause it was only those two in that, in the division and in the absolute. So they're like, why don't we do a best of three of like each one? He's like, you know, what the hell we're here. Why don't we just have a bunch of matches? Yeah. <laughs> Like it was basically turned into like the world series of like the senior circuit in Ontario. <laughs> That's hilarious. And then yeah. um, I think in the first match, uh, like I was watching, it was, I remember it was like me, Nathan DeSantos watching, um, VJ and Jared fighting. And then uh, I think in between, I think uh, between one match and the second, it's like, like Nathan, or uh, I think VJ was saying something. Okay. So that's one of seven so far. And then Nathan's like, those guys are going to seriously fight seven times. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't, I'm like, I don't know what to say. Um, just, just make sure there's a medic on standby. He just busted out laughing. He's like, he's like, no, seriously, they're not going to fight seven times, are they? I'm like, think, looks like in, it. In, in the end, we fought five. Yeah. So hey, five is pretty, still pretty good. Yeah. In the in, when we fought in the ultra heavy division, um, it was. Uh, one and one and then dj got the last one and then when we got to absolutes i was almost burned out just trying to deal with his weight and he just yeah he beat me in the two other times but uh yeah that was for me trying to adapt on that that was definitely fun um i think when i learned out of the first one that i could throw vj i could do a suicide throw and i think that freaked the hell out of everyone when i did it because like even freaked me out because like i did it valley drop brought him over and he just launched over across if i didn't keep my grips he would have just probably kept rolling down like three mats <laughs> so uh one of one of uh, aaron's favorite questions that he likes to ask uh competitors uh so what so what's your mindset when you're going into uh, a match like that where you're doing like a best of seven you know a competitor maybe uh, significantly larger than you what's your mindset chair what my mindset, I, before, I think when I was like a white and blue belt and low purple, uh, I tried to just psych myself up. Like, I just tried to like, ah, I'm going to go in there. Ah, I'm going to, here's my game plan. Yeah, I'm going to do this, 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 this. And I think when I got to brown, I got, and then black, uh, I was a little more chill. It was more kind of like, all right, I have my idea. I have my I have my guidelines, like I said, from an agile perspective, I have my guidelines of what I can and can't do. Let's go ahead and do it. Um, and I think the best match I've ever had 
uh, was the Ontario Open 2018, I think it was, uh, where I was fighting brown black and I fought a, the other competitor was a guy that beat the bejesus out of me in a tournament a couple years before. And uh, he was a black belt, it was a brown belt. We went in and really in that fight, like when I first recognized, when I recognized who he was, I'm like, oh shit, this is the guy that killed me. Like, oh my God. But I didn't let the panic take over. I just more was like, okay, do you want to let? He beats me, he beats me. I'm going to go in and do what I can. I beat him, I choked him out. Um, uh, Peter Constantine, now <laughs> he loves fighting against me in tournaments because he goes, like, he'll always say, he's like, Jeremy likes to scrap. Jeremy just goes in there and he scraps. He doesn't care whether he wins or loses. If I win, uh, if I win a medal, Jerry's here to scrap, drop the gloves like Pete Constantine used to do back in the day. Jersey somebody. <laughs> well, no, but like you're, you're here to he, throw hands. Throw hands. <laughs> yes, no, but I'm I'm there to I'm there to fight. And like if I win a medal, great. I go on the podium. Everyone takes a picture. Okay, cool, awesome. I once I step off the the medal's off. It's in my bag. I show my kids when I get home. And that's about it. Like, I, I, I don't walk around showing, say, hey, I won a gold medal or hey, I won a silver. I just like that medal goes down. That's all right. I thank everyone on Facebook saying, hey, I won. Cool. I'm going to train for the next one. Um, but uh, yeah, that's how I go about it now. Um, like <laughs> Peter, the good story about that. Um, we're fighting in a tournament. <laughs> he hates my deep half. Every time I see him, he just sits there. He's like, I hate your deep half. I hate your deep half. And um, we're going through a fight and I'm in deep half. I'm trying to get him off balance. I'm trying to get the sweep. I almost got, I got an advantage for one sweep uh, attempt and we kept going on. And all I hear is Peter saying, would you shut up? And I'm like, I'm looking up at him. I'm like, you talking? I'm not saying anything. And so I keep fighting for a bit and he goes, for crying out loud, would you shut up? I'm trying. I'm like, all right, well, he's not talking about me, so we fought. Um, in the end, uh, he won by an advantage in that fight, and we shook hands. We got off the mat, and I'm like, going, who were you talking to when we were fighting? I wasn't saying anything. He goes, I was talking to Marco. Marco kept telling me to do stuff, but you weren't letting me do it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay. So next time you talk during the match, you're talking about Marco. Awesome. All right, cool. That's like that's probably like one of my favorite like things like coaching is like you know you're you're in the middle of doing something and you're about to do it and then your coach yells like the exact technique and the guy that you're competing against is like oh yeah he's gonna do that and then you just <laughs> just kind of counter it it's the most annoying thing I've ever had I'm like yeah I, I've had people co I think I think you know you know our professor Danny has done that to me a few times I'm like will you shut the I'm trying to do something here. <laughs> like you just, I'm like, you just told the, like, the, like, the guy I'm competing against, hey, you know, that thing that you're about to do, yeah, go do it. And he well, starts setting up a defense for it. It's like, that, thanks, man. Like, don't, <laughs> thanks for at least, at least Danny tells you. Yeah. He tells you, well, like, you, you know what I mean? Though, like, what, yeah. it, it's good, like, you have coaches that are trying to, like, help you out. They're like, hey, yeah. They're trying to tell you, they're trying to show you the things that maybe you don't see at that time, yeah. but at the same time, it's kind of like alerting your, yeah. your opponent that you're going to do something potentially. Well, yeah. and, the big catch 22. And, and Danny's done that. Well, he, he didn't do that to me. He did this. 
he did the exact opposite. He didn't tell me what he wanted me to do. He was trying to show me. Um, I was in a, I was in one I was in one scrap. Fuck you! Put a, your head there, you fuck. Massa no, Paul. He didn't even say that. We sat Masa there, Paul. and it was, it was funny because we we're like I knew what he wanted. Like I knew what he was trying to get. He was trying to like he didn't want to let on. Hey, Jeremy, I want you to do this, right? He was trying to like he's give me the eyes and me kind of look at what I'm doing. And he starts doing these hand signals and he's doing stuff like this. And I'm like, <laughs> it's like Mr. Burns um, on the Simpsons. It's like, all right, now yeah. when, I pull, when I pull my cap, not once, not twice, but thrice, you're going to do this. And I want you to swing. But if I start doing this, <laughs> it's a so, fake. <laughs> needless to say, I didn't do what they wanted me to do. Um, and I went, I go out to the bathroom after him, like, what? What, what were you trying like i wanted you to take your lapel and wrap it around and do this i'm like how much like so the mr burns thing is like um sure okay cool i'll remember that for next time how was i how was i supposed to know that from this <laughs> <laughs> but but even as like from a coaching perspective um again i'm going to keep falling back from an agile like We've all, all three of us has coached. Like we've coached kids, we've coached adults, we've coached teenagers, and you don't coach the kid the same way. Like you don't even coach the same kid. This like each kid the same way, right? We gotta, no, we gotta you change don't. things up and move everybody's, around. Everybody's different. Everybody has different personalities. Yeah. It's like like not when, a one size fit all approach. Yeah, like at World Masters and uh, two years ago when um, I was co I was helping coach. Um, uh oh i forget her name blue belt from barry she won um oh i know who you're talking about yeah, yeah. uh name slips it doesn't matter. Mind. yeah yeah <laughs> it doesn't matter <laughs> her moment in the side <laughs> oh she won a tournament <laughs> yeah matter. you won gold from world masters cool no but when i aaron, went... aaron clearly doesn't care about females no. winning jiu-jitsu tournaments <laughs> 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 clearly <laughs> sexism but the way wow. but the way i treated it yeah but the way i treated it was i just i i didn't i gave her a quick game plan for her first match and like we went through it and she told me what she wanted to do i had that in my head and i let her go and i gave her like i would yell whatever i could um and then when she won the first match and she went off, I stayed back and watched the next two, like whoever was going to win, who was, who was going to fight in the final. And um, I watched the fight. I saw the person won. And I just went right back to her saying, this is your game plan. This is what you're going to do, A, B, and C, right? If this doesn't work, then do this. If this doesn't work, do this. If nothing works, reset and start over. And she went in. She didn't do everything. She didn't do everything I told her to do. But she at least had the goal. Like I told her, she needed a takedown. Right? I didn't care how she did the takedown. She just needed to do a takedown. And then after that, she can use the pressure to keep to stay on top. She tried a couple of takedowns, didn't work. And then she got one takedown, like an inside leg trip. And from there, she just fought in half guard for another like three and a half minutes. She won gold because she won two nothing. So it was that sort of change because before she wanted to put she was thinking about pulling guard and she put that restriction on her where if i would have let it go maybe it would have worked but from what i saw what the risk and what the other person can do i saw the other person can't fight well can 
not fight as well on her back as what she could fight on top. So, Agile coaching applies everywhere. Jiu-Jitsu, well, business world. It's, you, you, adapt on the, you adapt the game plan on the fly yeah. and there you go. Like you don't, like Mike, I'm, I'm not going to go deep half on, on you because like you know deep half and you know all the stuff to get out of it or to make my life miserable. Um, if I do attempt it, it's just me thinking, it's like, okay, let's see what happens if I can catch him this way. Like I try to catch you some way, but I'm, most of the time I can't because you know it's probably coming. Right. I want to yeah, try. That's, that's, that's like a catch 22, even as well. Like, if you know, like, hey, this is your strong position, this is probably your best bet against, you know, you know, let's say like com- competing in general, like this is the spot yeah. you want to be. That's the spot you're going to need to get to. Yeah. Um, if somebody's better than you in that position and they're, they're just better than you in that position, they got your number there. Yeah. Like if, they, but, if you're fighting to your strengths and if it doesn't yeah. go your way, it doesn't go your way. It's happened but to me. Have, it's happened to you. Yeah. It's happened to Aaron when he tries to spazzing toe hold people and yeah. it doesn't work. It happens to all of us. Yeah. But compete. you at least have to know everything else some other stuff to get either out or to yeah. get into something else. Right. Like, um, like I said, Baron Bolo, that's like, if it happens, it happens. I know how to do it. I can I do it. I think you should change your game. Yeah. I think this is what you should be throwing out from now on. <laughs> that's what I think. We're but, black belt now, man. Just do it. Yeah. Oh, this yeah, is, this sure. Is, we need, you need to work on your modern jujitsu game. This is what it's about. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> no. I know it. I can do it. It's, it's my plan Z. Can I, can I interest you in a lapel? Oh, hey, I'll play with lapels all day. I'll play with lapels all day. Lapels are great. Uh, one, more, one more thing. Like, let's, let's have some fun here. You know, last year and a half, a lot of things have happened. Um, there's been a whole – me and Aaron discussed this multiple times online. There's been a whole whack of stuff that you've seen online – posting conspiracy theories isn't that you don't have to you don't have to name names of anybody or anything but like what are some things that you've seen this year where you're just like either a like what the fuck is this or b this is so utterly ridiculous that i i don't understand where this is coming from well like what comes to mind oh the tinfoil the tinfoil yeah like what's your favorite like tinfoil hat stuff or just just like interesting conversations that you've seen or heard people have in the last like year and a half. Well, I think like for, for me, I've been an, I'm a numbers guy. Like I love stats. Um, I think I'm one of the very few people that might actually like look at a spreadsheet and it's like, Oh, okay, cool. Let's play around with this. Um, I think it was when everything was going on when the, when the pandemic first started and people started rhyming off like just numbers. Like they're just, they're just sitting there as like, wow, like, well, it's 99.998% recoverable. And it's like, well, where are you getting that from? And they're t- taking these two numbers and just coming up with a basic percentage. And it was, it was stuff like that, that just kind of made my head shake. Like, I'm not a doctor. I don't pretend to be. I don't like. I yes, I have a couple pieces of paper on the wall, but they're more about business and. I, I don't. I, I don't pretend to be a doctor either. Aaron doesn't either. We just tell people how to lift weights for a living sometimes. Yeah. So it's what it, do we know? Some, some nutritional advice, you know, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. crazy. Yeah, and I and I just tell people like, hey, how to how to do stuff better and how to how to get rid of some of the waste and what you're doing. Um, 
but it was looking at those numbers and like I, I got sucked into so many stupid Facebook arguments. Uh, <laughs> Such as? Oh. <laughs> Come just, on. We, we've seen a couple of them just like going through, like reading the comments of the comments. And like, we're not going to like ruin your story or anything like that. But come, like, what were like some of your favorite ones? <laughs> some of my, some of my favorite ones. Well, some of <laughs> probably the, the best one was there was one argument where we just we were going at it like it was they're calling almost every name under the sun and i'm like hey but you're not proving your point where's your proof all oh, the proofs in these numbers okay show me like treat me like a five-year-old and show me your work where are you getting these numbers from and it just like it got so insulting like they were just like just trying to beat me down and it got to a point where I just turned into like a huge troll. I'm like, oh, let me see how far I can get this guy pissed off. And like, I think, I think a couple of them took me off Facebook and really I didn't care. I was like, great, cool, you're done. But it was, it was the, the emotion everyone, like pe people had, like I understand, it was a like a scary time, and, and like no one knew what to do. But it was just how people reverted to it was like almost like high schoolish type stuff, where they're just kind of going through, um, and like they're they're going to Doctor YouTube and they're seeing all these stupid videos, and like they're just taking that information and spouting it off, and most like towards the middle part of 2020 i just sat there and said, all right cool i'm just going to start debunking and if anyone that shares anything i'm just going to go on there and debunk it and i would start debunking it and then that would start a whole little argument and then i think towards the end um i just started uh, I, I got a picture of a sheep and anytime anyone posted something stupid like that i just put a picture of a sheep and walk away but aaron have you posted anything uh sheep related recently no, not recently. <laughs> well, it was just, yeah, like it was for me, it, it got to the point where I was getting so sucked in. Like it was an anxious time and I was like, I was suffering from anxiety. I was suffering from, suffering from some depression throughout the whole thing at the initial part where like it just consumed me. And it got to the point where <clears throat> like this past, this past year, I said, do you want to what? I tried. I tried. I, I came out in the New Year's. I said, do you know what? My New Year's resolution, I'm going to be nice. I'm not going to fall into any rabbit holes. I'm not going <laughs> to. Jerry, you tried that like 10 times on the previous like 10 New Year's. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be nice this year. I, I, I tried that. January, January nice 7th rolls around. You're like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> well, and yeah, but I fell, in, like, I, and I fell into that trap and I was just like, okay, do you know what? Forget this. I, to me, I thought what's linking all this together is my old account. So I had my current Facebook account set up for my business. So it's more public and people can see it. So I just deleted my old account. I moved most of my friends over <clears throat> the ones that um, I just decided to want to let you're of no value. It's like, cool. We're still friends, but 
from a Facebook perspective. You're not oh, providing. Man, why, why are you gonna do? Why are you gonna do Aaron like that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Aaron's on my Facebook. We're good. You made the you made the list. You made the list. But you made the list. I know. I only put like I comment on Jared's stuff where I'm like he's like some physical attributes that he says he's gonna do. I'm like Jared will die if he tries to do that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> The guy that did the backflip to get out of the to pass the guard. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I saw that. And he's like, ah, over you at the line. I'm like, you will die as you hit your head pressures into the mat and you break oh. your neck. Oh, and I, and then I, Lonnie's I, gonna roll over top of you because you're like, oh, I took position, but you're already dead and he just kind of rolled you over more. Yeah, like when I when I post, I'll post stuff like that just to not to troll, but just as like from a fun point of perspective, right? No, like, that, that, that's talking shit. That's just having fun. Yeah, no, no, and that's and that's just it. Like I'm I'm going on there. I'm just having fun. And like any of the ones that I've moved over, if they do turn into tinfoil hats, then you want to what? See ya. Like we could still be friends. Just because you're not on my Facebook friends list doesn't mean that we're friends outside in the real world. Uh, um, social media not, friends are that's it apparently it's all, no, it's all the only friends you if, got. if you're not if you're not on the friends list you're dead to me <laughs> yeah well i think i think people should kind of change their values for stuff like that but yeah honestly honestly like honestly like i don't care like i've had people say who knows what to me over the last year and a half i'm like i don't care yeah. <laughs> like i'm gonna i'm gonna wake up and i don't know like work and do what i'm gonna do anyway if you want to spend your time on facebook well yeah do it or, or on social media you know doing like, whatever you think is productive then you know go for it i guess like yeah we all you we all have lives. i don't i don't i don't judge <gasps> yeah. but we all have lives outside of our phone and laptops and desktops yeah so, exactly so yeah i just started treating it that now and like i know i've seen a couple kind of tinfoilish hat type posts come up every once in a while and i, I get a twitch i get yeah, i start like start doing this where i want to post something but uh it's like nope just ignore it and i'll walk away like, I think the, the stupid arguments are done now. I think uh, I'm okay with stupid arguments with you guys because these arguments are fun to have. <laughs> We're actually laughing. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, that's a whole other kettle of fish that whatever. <laughs> a whole other kettle of fish. I think we're going to end it on that, right, Aaron? I think so. Good old so. kettle of fish. Good old kettle of fish. Shoot your shoot, shoot, Jer. Shoot your shoot. So, uh, yeah, guys, thanks for having me on. Um, uh, anyone that wants to know about more about Agile and stuff, uh, like how to help out your, your company, your team, anything like that, you can go to barioandassociates.com. Um, uh, we have, like, we have a wide ranging of different skills. Um, we even have a uh, Valerie, you guys know Valerie, we have her on to help out with uh, mental health in the workplace. And um, I have a couple of courses, uh, some of them are online, some of them I can do uh, virtual like through Zoom. But uh, yeah, like I have a lot of stuff. I even wrote a book. I wrote a book in 2020 or 2021, sorry. It got published in 2021. Uh, it's called the root cause analysis. I know it is an exciting book. I'm sure you guys will buy it. <laughs> no, <laughs> looks like it. Well, again, again, like when we talk about everything that you talked about, like coaching wise and all that, like these are important tools that people are going to need. Everybody learns different, right? Yeah. 
Well, yeah, and it's just like with like with the root cause analysis book, I talk about how to use numbers, mostly numbers, to make improvements going along, right? Not just going with emotion. Take taking something that's really qual quantitative and measuring against it and doing making the right decisions. Now there are some decisions that do require emotion or some qualitative stuff. Uh, like I'm sure you guys have your stats where you get your Facebook, uh, your posts that say like, Oh, that interview with Jeremy sucked. Uh, you can delete those. Um, <laughs> no, but... we're, we're de I'm deleting all those comments if they come out. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. So it's, it's stuff that I like doing is I, I love helping people become better at what they do. Right. I like looking in from the outside getting that view to help and say, do you want to what you 90% of your stuff, you're doing great. You guys are awesome at what you do. Here's a couple of small changes. That's just going to take you to that next step, that next level. Right. That's what I love to do. I love solving problems. Um, uh, <laughs> one book I read is like, say that you're a problem lover. And I'm like, all right, how about I just say I like solving them? I like taking a problem, fixing it, and then giving the, the right, helping them get the right solution. Because a problem lover, um, that could be taken the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, sounds a little bit. <laughs> we're, try, we're trying not to get canceled here, Jer, okay? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, gotta, I gotta make a decision now. Do I edit this part of the podcast? I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this has been great, guys. Thanks. Oh, no, Jeremy, it's been awesome. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Hope that we can train eventually soon. And then, uh, yeah, man, it's done for the next steps, right? Yep. Oh, hey, I just noticed your t shirt, too. Yeah. Man. By the way, there you go. Eight. Yeah, that's right. So remember, if you want 20% off CH Podcast, you're going to use that promo code Dolphin Balls. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Have a good one.